Hey, uh, what? Hey, man, you you think you can? Uh, I, you think you could take my shift on Saturday? Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. You know what I got on Saturday? <sighs> my girl wants to fucking. She's going to like a barbecue with her parents and shit, dude. So why you got to rub it in? You know my mom died. <clears throat> And I can't fucking pay for it. Oh, shit, dude. Are you going up to Michigan for the funeral? I don't know. I mean, you told me she's been dying for like two months now, so I wasn't sure. You haven't really said anything about it lately. Yeah. I mean, she killed herself, so. Oh, it took her shit. Two months. I mean, it took her two months. Excuse but. me. I don't mean to butt in. That yeah. Oh, this, con- oh, hey. this conversation didn't seem very important anyway, but. Uh, no, I hated the bitch. What? <laughs> uh, we are working. Well, I was just looking at the video wall here. I don't I don't know if you can call it a wall when there's only 17 things on it. Didn't take very long, did it? Did you watch everything up there already, sir? Yeah, I've seen all of this. I, Do you notice how many copies of Army of the Dead we got in? <laughs> yeah, you guys... They're not I, really moving. I rented one and you threw in seven freebies, but they're all Army of the Dead. Oh, did you get the free poster? I don't want any more posters. Oh, man, I'll throw in two whenever if you rent tonight. Yeah. I don't even know. Look, this isn't a real video store. There aren't sections here. There's just... We're expanding. There's just one wall with roughly 18 movies on it. All right. Let me let me, let me me let you in on something, sir. You think Today, Apple computers started with 18 different types of computers? Oh, it was just one. Dude. It was one, one computer. Well, neither of you are building a computer. We're building That's a video point. store. Yeah. Normally, there's sections like action, adventure, romance, comedy. Yeah, okay. Let me. I found a box in the back earlier when I was taking a shit. Of what? Oh, just some stuff that's in here. All you that's look in this it? box is more copies of Army of the Dead. No, keep digging to the bottom, Why dude. did you order so many of these? They just send them to us. This UPS, man. Nobody, nobody asked for Army of the Dead. It just showed up. UPS. All right. Anyway, there's a one in there. Check it out. It's called Full Contact. Well, what is it? Can you read? Me or the your coworker? You, you. I know he can't. You. Duh. Yeah, I can. I can totally read. Okay. Tell him about it then. So yeah, I can read. So tell me about it. I don't. I didn't know what they were saying the whole time because it's in Chinese. But dude, this movie, dude, like motorcycles. Yeah. Sure. That you sounds like, great. You like butterfly knives? Uh, do you not see the four that I'm holding in my hand right now? <laughs> well, this is your movie, bro. Watch like, this. Oh, you just cut off your index and thumb, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> These things are bleeding pretty good right now. Dude. Here, I got two thimbles. <laughs> okay. I got some leftover napkins from Papa John's. I mean, it looked cool until the fingers flew off, though, oh, right? Don't give him those napkins, dude. I was saving that for the shitter. All right, sir. Uh, here you go. It's on the house tonight. Can Use you Use an Army leave? of the Dead poster. Yeah, yeah. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. No. 
<laughs> like a piece of beef. I can't take another one of these out of here. I'll just you know, bleed it, on we'll the just, floor. We'll just encase your hand in the Blu-ray case of Army of, of, of the Dead. Here you go. Hey, check mm-hmm. this out with my other hand. <laughs> oh, shit. You just stabbed my coworker, dude. Yeah, he's bleeding pretty good. Oh, shit. Straight him. arm shot. Stuck I'm him. coming, yeah. Mom. Are you all right? <laughs> Here, just, I don't know. You got me right in the heart, but I think I'm somehow going to live. Here, just plug plug it up with this Army of the Dead poster. Oh, thank you. Shove that in there. Thank you, Zack Schneider. All right. So are you going to take this movie? Because I think you've caused enough damage here tonight, sir. Yeah, I, I guess I'll watch this. This seems... If it's got knives, butterfly knives, I guess I'm in. Uh, yeah. You need some practice. I'd say bring it back Saturday, but none of us are going to be here. All right, sir. You got to go. I got a barbecue gotta, to go to. I got to call the, the ambulance. On this week's episode of Five Day Rentals, we cover 1992's Full Contact. Welcome, gentlemen. Welcome back. Hey. Hello. How are we feeling tonight? Bones is feeling pretty good. Crowd? Never better, Dan. Well, I'm good, too. It's important for us to get some name recognition to, the, to our voices. You don't think we've come this far? They don't know who the fuck we are? I think it's just important to reiterate it. Maybe somebody's coming only for full contact. That's true. There's always a chance. Kyle talking here. I totally there agree you go. with you, Bones. Mm-hmm. You got to say out whenever you're done. Oh, over and out. Okay. Hey, Dan here. Uh, this is my voice. Over and out. Bones, he's like, I did it already. Good. I did it earlier. I don't need to do it again. Say over and out. Over and out. Okay, over and out. Roger. And say your, say your name. Oh, bon- Bones over and out. <laughs> that was uh, us opening cans of beers, not walkie-talkies. I thought it was you flicking a butterfly knife. <laughs> can you guys do a butterfly knife? By do, I mean can you open and can you I, flick one? I had one in high school. Didn't, didn't Danny have like a blue one or some shit? Uh, I think I might have ended up with it. Was it was yours. Maybe I'll look on the break. No, I wouldn't have it. I had a purple, purplish one. I remember there being like a few hanging around your guys' apartment. Yeah, we got really close to being knife guys. <laughs> I don't think I ever had. There were a lot of knives around that apartment. You never had a butterfly knife, dude? No, I don't think so. You weren't fucking living. I, kind of, I might Apparently order one. not. For me? Thanks, man. Well, I'm still trying to figure out your hand size because I've been trying to find you some fingerless gloves, me- and then especially a- with this movie. Well, I started smoking again, so I probably shouldn't have a butterfly knife. Oh. Might, I, you know, do something I, dangerous. I could do like one twirl, a back, a close, an open. 
I had yeah. like many- I had like three things I could string together. Yeah. The trick is that you have to accept that you're going to hit the back of your hand. Yeah. Like the back the back of the blade and the other handle are going to hit your hand. Like Well, isn't that why you wear the gloves? Oh yeah. Well, I think I think the whole thing is to hit the back of your hand with the back of the blade though. Yeah, uh, not the front. Not yes. the front. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz yes. if you get the front, then you're cutting your knuckles. Yeah, it's just like sex. Whew. Complicated. I'm always cutting my knuckles in sex, dude. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Well, stop punching the wall. <laughs> or her. <laughs> well, also, you, you make love in that rusty pit of metal. Yeah. See, I don't move my hips. I just punch stuff around me and hope that that reverberates. Mm-hmm. So that rusty cage, if I just punch the top. Rest in peace, Chris Carnell. Did he die in a rusty cage? Oh, sound He's gardens. too young. He's too young. Yeah. God damn it, dude. Wikipedia, do your research. Come back in five minutes. We'll let you talk, Kyle. Shit. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't get the the deep sound garden references. That's not a deep Soundgarden reference. Rusty Cage is the third most popular Soundgarden song. Dan, You're from Seattle. I couldn't name you a Soundgarden song. Yes, you could. That's, that's not true at all. Rusty Cages, I guess. You can't think of one Soundgarden song right now. What if I hum? This, if I hum one, do you think you could? Let's get do it? this. Bones, please. Never heard this song before. Yes, you have. You've heard it at the fucking Kroger. <laughs> no, I don't know it. Or what about a... Oh, no, this one might be hard to hum. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, did you know what I was doing there? Did I don't even. I don't even think. Did you say omelet? <laughs> I think he did. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm gonna say I didn't. Get okay. that one. <laughs> oh, that's a toe tapper, though. <laughs> what's the What's the opposite of a knife? <laughs> uh, ice pick? No, it's definitely in the knife family. <laughs> uh, Spoon. A dull, spoon, a dull spoon piece man. of rubber. Spoon man. Why don't you guys hum a song that's obviously meant to be hummed, like, like "Get the Funk Out" by Extreme? Got into an accident. Couldn't go to school, but when. I guess I guess at the end of the day, crash test dummies 
a million times better than Soundgarden. Oh, somebody's getting another rat sent to their house. <laughs> Try four. You didn't know Black Hole Sun? Black Hole Sun? Oh, yeah, I know Black Hole Sun. Why didn't you hum it earlier? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Five Day Rentals. Tonight we're going to cover Full Contact, 1992, directed by Ringo Lam. Just passed away recently, 2018. Rest in peace, R.I.P. Do you think he um, had a heart attack from getting frustrated on where to find this movie? Um, you're welcome. <laughs> you could find this flick on Fandor. Just do the free seven. Don't watch it tomorrow, guys. I'm canceling my free trial. <laughs> you got to punt. Punch in your GPS coordinates, and then you'll get a one-time use code in the mail. Social security number. Mm. A guy comes to your house. Mm-hmm. Delivers you the DVD. Mm-hmm. But Fandor, uh, you're getting a free advertisement tonight, I guess. There were some cool-looking titles on there when I was flipping around. Yeah, not too bad. It's like what IFC used to be. Without commercials? Yeah, without commercials and before they started showing, you know, like that 70s show in syndication. Yeah, that's true. You know, 2000-ish. There's one on uh, YouTube TV called Comet. Have you seen that one, Kyle? They always show some crazy stuff. Yeah, they just got like a bunch of... It's kind of like, I don't know, B-movies that yeah. from various they have a, times. and They have an antenna channel. It's like 11 dash something here, Comet TV. There's always some sort of shit uh, sci fi movie. I think movie. Like Plan 9's been on there a few times. Mm-hmm. Samurai. I think I've seen Samurai Cop was on there. Yeah. Just a bunch of B movies, man. Well, speaking of non B movies, speaking of A movies. What uh what did you guys think about uh full contact? Well, hold on. Full Contact is our second pick for uh the category revenge. And uh there's a shit ton of revenge in here. And leather jackets, bandanas, motorcycles. Yeah, they got like a real uh greaser style about them. Mhm. Yeah. It's like if you asked a 10-year-old like what's cool. So and he wrote I'm down just, a few things. I'm under the impression that in Hong Kong in 1992, it's really like 1986. Yeah. It looks yeah. like these guys just watched Savage Streets and were sold on the motif. Ooh, great tie-in, Kron, because last week we did Savage Streets. For revenge. Remember that? And not Savage Streeps. Or or Savage Screech. We, we haven't. Or Savage Screech. Oh, it was Zoinks, by the way. I think Screech used to say Zoinks. I don't think that's right. No? Dude, or was that Scoop or Shaggy? Yeah, I think that's we were, Shaggy. We were talking earlier about your impression work, and we didn't even bring up Screech. Yeah, you did a great Screech. You winkers. Good job. Well, here's a video on YouTube called Two Hours of Screech Saying Zoinks. 
Oh, God damn it. Fucking deep fake, dude. <laughs> yeah, man. That's Antifa. But uh, do we have some some first thoughts here on Full Contact, guys? My pick for Revenge. It's not a John Woo movie. <laughs> that is true. It feels like it wants to be. There wasn't no fucking dove in this film. There weren't two pistols in both hands either. Yeah. Which was a bummer. Well, he wouldn't have been able to. I know. Halfway through yeah. the movie. Maybe that's what they were trying to say. Like, <laughs> Chow Yum two guns. Chow Yum Fat doesn't hold two guns anymore. <laughs> this isn't your dad's Hong Kong action film. It was good, Dan. I liked it. Oh, this is Kyle talking, by the way. Yeah. You forgot to say over and out. I liked it. I thought it was good. Bones? I enjoyed it. I, I got right. uh, got a lot of beef with it that we'll point out as we go through. But, yeah, still enjoyable. It's always nice to go back to a time frame. And like you said, 92 in Hong Kong was probably like 86 in terms of what they were wearing and listening to. And I mean, what I mean, was the dance sequence too extreme, right? Like, were they still recording shit in 92? I, well, maybe 1990. Didn't they have like that one in 1990? I don't fucking remember. It carried over a little bit. I mean, it took a while to get over to Hong Kong, I guess. That's pretty far away, right? So far. Yeah, I had to travel by boat. We don't do geography here on Five Day Rentals. I know where Hong Kong is. Where? It's in China. It's in China. But Hong Kong is its own thing. I support Hong Kong. Yeah. It's a lot smaller than you'd think it would be. I think in your head you're imagining Hong Kong to be crazy large but it's really not in comparison to china same with like the rest of those on that peninsula isn't it bangkok and malaysia and singapore and all that shit isn't it like an island almost it is but it's not it's not kicked off it's more of imagine like manhattan island where it's you know still so fucking close to mainland new york that's how hong kong is it like sits in this little bay. If we got any listeners from Hong Kong, uh, free field to contact us. Yeah, you know their zip code is nine 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 zero seven seven. Tell us where Hong Kong is when you write in, and send us cool uh, snack food from there. Mm-hmm. Preferably to Kron's. We'll give that address out at the end of the episode. Yeah, he'll eat anything. Yeah. He'll get anything delivered to his house. Send me all your seaweed and little crustaceans. I think you should ask for better things than that, Kron. You ever had seaweed, dude? It's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Would you guys ever go to Asia? Negative. Did I or would I? Either. 
I, yeah, I guess I would. I mean, I would be bummed out at the prospects of like a 24 hour flight. Which I think is pretty much what you're signing up for. No, 48, because you got to get back, bro. Unless you love it and you decide to stay. Mm-hmm. That's true. There are They do sell one-way tickets. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I feel like Tokyo or, yeah, any sort of, like, big city in Asia would just overwhelm me. I can barely handle, like, Chicago. I can't hear anything when I go to Walmart because there's too much noise, so I I don't know if I can handle that. Yeah. Because I'm old, motherfuckers. I mean, I certainly have a retirement dream of just living the Tom Cruise Last Samurai life where I just live up in the mountains with a whole bunch of older Japanese people I can't understand. Minus all the fighting? Oh, we'll be fighting and shit. We'll be training and stuff, but I'll cut the wood for him, and some dude's widow would wash my back. It'd be pretty cool. Sounds nice. This is if if this is if it doesn't work out with the army wife. Yeah, that's true. Like she moves me over there while she's deployed, and then divorces me. Mm-hmm. So she would have to be like a marine. I got many a backup plans. Mm-hmm. Cron, any luck on your officer wife yet? No, I mean, I think you can look and see that my teeth are all still messed up. He hasn't even picked the next week's movie yet. God, fucking. He can't figure anything dude. out. What's up with you, bro? Don't worry, we'll get there. Let's let's get, uh get into this thing, man. You guys ready to um <clears throat> punch our way into this thing? Yeah, I got my vest on and Hold on, let me tighten up my bandana real quick. You see these three fingers I'm holding up in excitement? Goddamn. I think you should cut another one off. We start out with some monks praying. And it says something about Bangkok, Bangkok, Thailand. Jesus. Already fucking it up. Bangkok. Hey, you going over to Bangkok? You went into Bangkok. (laughs) I went New Jersey there for... Split second. I'm sorry, viewers or listeners, whatever you are. Yeah, this has nothing to do with anything. No, not at all. What is not at all. <laughs> uh, we immediately go into a uh, a guy here shopping at a. I guess it's an antique store. That's what I kind of got. It looked like like jewelry. Uh, but he kept like touching the little statues and all that. It's just a rich they, guy store, dude. And there were a lot of people in that store. Yeah, there's it doesn't seem like a store down. that, yeah. That seems like one of those stores you walk by and go, how is this in business? And why are there so many people here? Yeah, they're obviously laundering money. Drugs. So we get a, he's looking around at some statues and tapping them on the head and shit like that. And uh, how do you check the, your statues, Dan? I don't touch them because... Obviously, they're an antique, and they're probably worth... I don't want to break it and buy it. Is that a concept there? That's how you get a shitty statue, dude. Yeah, if it can't handle my groping, I'm not buying it. That's That's how you're going to get home with a hollow-ass statue, dude. It's just a chocolate Easter bunny. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're not tapping them, you'll never find out. 
I rock every statue I come across like a vending machine. Mm-hmm. Are you guys ready for the statues that I'm going to send you next week? Anyway, we got the uh, the little helper lady here in the store, the store, cl- store clerk. She comes up and asks if he wants a cigarette. He magically lights it with his finger because this guy is into magic, guys. What what service, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you can smoke in this store. That's pretty whack, right? <laughs> or is that cool? I don't know if smoking is cool. I think anymore, it's kind of shitty, but it's cool that she offered a cigarette. Well, he lights it up. Do you think he, like, has a little bit of lighter fluid in his pockets that he dips his fingers Where in? Where did the lighter this? fluid come from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if he's in the magic, he's got it, bro. Yeah, the... the uh, they really set this magic thing up. Mm-hmm. Only like four times. Mm-hmm. Were you guys totally waiting for the prestige the whole time while you were watching this? Yeah, I did. I did think about you. I was like, oh, "There's going to be a prestige joke coming here." Well, I thought the thumb thing—that's a good setup, and then we'll get to the turn later. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the prestige ever really came through. I'll check with you at the end, okay? Okay. Cut to cut to a scene of Chalion Fat cutting his buddy's <laughs> thumb off. <laughs> we cut to a car speeding up here. Uh, we got a slutty woman that gets out and a very large man, kind of punk rocker looking looking guy. Some madman. Madman, and we find out is his name, and her name is Yin. Uh, she sees a police officer, and she's got a coat, and she kind of flips it up, and there's a gun underneath it. So, it was a cool move. Was, yeah, I thought that was yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, I like both these little moves she does to get this gun out. She takes the cop. They walk into the store together. She comes in laughing and acting like she's intoxicated almost. Uh, she... Pulls the gun out, hits the dude, and uh, we got ourselves a good old stick up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, she makes everybody get down. Uh, our magic guy here, we can tell that he's in on the scheme here. Uh, he or, t- or is that misdirection? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Dan, I knew this dude was in on it as soon as I saw him. <laughs> it was for the listener. Guys. I had it figured out. I knew it. He- Nothing fucking new this, you guys. So smart. Right now, you guys are like B pluses, okay? Let's see where we can go. Maybe we can get to an A. It's like he wants you to look at the woman because he's doing something else mm-hmm. that you're not paying attention he, to. He's the only guy that doesn't get down. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> we got our magic guy here. He pulls out his scarf from his pocket to reveal a knife and stabs the fuck out of this lady. Well, doesn't it pop out of his no, yeah, jacket? Right. He kind of flings the, he's got an assassin's creed. Yeah. And then he stabs them. It was a good stab though. It's a little too quick for the turn, but I thought it was pretty good. Sound wise. I was like, all right. Sound what? Okay. Sound wise, it sounded this, good. This, yeah, the stab was good, and then you start the real awfulness of the sound mix. 
which is her like moaning over the next few minutes. It sounds like a porno. There's some like it's it's too high. They There's do it later with laughter. Yin and her laughing. That is yeah. like just too. It's it's unbearable. Well, they do it with Madman too. Like when he's when he's. <laughs> it just sounds like a video game almost. Yeah. It's like. So he stabs this lady. <clears throat> he starts to ask her where the golden Buddhas are. Uh, don't don't worry about those guys because that never comes up again either. Uh, he starts twisting the knife. He takes her back to the safe. We got two cops that walk up outside. They kind of look at Madman like, "Hey, man, what are you doing? You're not you're not supposed to be parked here." And what are you what are you looking at? And all this. They start to harass him. Uh, he takes her to the safe. <clears throat> we got a we got Yin here. She's harassing an old man, asking about what color her panties are. And he says, "I don't see anything." Would you guys look? They're right there. I mean, if I thought I was probably gonna die, why not? Yeah, yeah I mean, there's no way I'm not looking. Yeah. Oh, he looked. I'm a fucking maniac. I've done U-turns to go back and look at joggers. Like, there's no way I'm not. <laughs> uh, that's 30 minutes in. Uh, cut that. What? <laughs> not following them. <laughs> I hide in the bushes in the park. Yeah. I jump out at the lady. I'm just watching. I just go driller killer on them, you know? <laughs> I love you. I love you. All right, this is where we get Madman. He's getting harassed by these two cops. He's had enough of this shit, so he just pulls out uh, a fucking machine gun and starts blasting the fuck out of him. We got some cuts back to our magic man. Our magic man is named Judge. So he gets the golden Buddhas, apparently, out of the safe. Uh, We got Madman just fucking starts shooting up the front of the store. They get away with the loot, jump into the car, and they speed off as he's firing his machine gun into the air. Because, you know, that's smart after you just pulled a robbery. That guy's machine gun is like a like a video game. Like, yeah, he doesn't... He's got infinite ammo. That, it's got like a the rocket launcher attachment. Mm-hmm. I think everybody has infinite ammo in this movie. Yeah. I don't think I ever seen anybody reload, but you shouldn't have to because this is a fucking action film, guys. All right, then we get our uh, opening title here, which I have decided will be, if this podcast is any success, everybody's matching tattoo, the rose with the uh, with the wings. Nah, yes, cool. I'll take your silences. Yeses. I'd rather have a Captain Howdy. Ask tattoo. Hell yeah, dude. Bones is. You guys. Bones is I've already got way too around. much black. Uh, come on. Same colors, too. I have full rappling piercings now. You're running out of dick, bro. Oh, there's <laughs> plenty left. He still got his balls. Uh, there's, then it's not an appling. There's <laughs> plenty left. Don't you worry about me. So we got uh, 
We got a chick dancing here to some sweet American jams. This is the extreme song, Get the Funk Out. Uh, We're going to come to find out that her name's Mona. This is uh, Chow Fat's love interest for the film. Kind of. Um, There is is more dancing in this movie than like a whole season of In Living Color. There is a lot. And it's all all Mona. Yeah, I think there's three dance sequences. And they're like two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. This would be a 70-minute movie if they would have cleared that music. This is where we see... Chow Yang Fat for the first time. His name's Godfrey, and the uh, version that we watched, apparently in the uh, dubbed version, his name's Jeff. But we'll go with Godfrey. I'm just gonna call him Chow Fat. I think they gotta sync it up as much as they can to the mouth movement, right? Like that's what determines the name. If they can. Oh. Okay. When yeah, when they're going through it. <laughs> I don't know. Is that? Real? I guess so. I mean. The the sink in this is way off, even with the the Mandarin or Chinese version. It was it wasn't ever synced. When it to me when it falls into English for the one for the two minutes that it does. Yeah, that was pretty. Yeah, but I I'm, I'm honestly st- thought like, are they speaking English? I thought it was. It's got to be right. Like they speak, they I think they were just like testing each other by talk because it's so sexy. English is so <laughs> sexy. No, I think they have to like make the like English words fit with the. Every time I fuck in a car, I speak in English. <laughs> it's like so hot. Oh, it's true. Every time I have sex, I talk in English as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm telling you, shit. You're onto something there. I just grunt. I know. I I understand what you're saying. Like if they can pinch something to make it fit. Yeah, for sure. I got you. But my point being, like, why even bother? Because (laughs) even when it's in the native language, it was still, you know, 80 yard later on. Well, maybe the English dubbers cared more about it than (laughs) the people who actually made this movie. Mm -hmm. They're getting paid more. Plus, so usually in these films, the they're dubbed by like Australian teams, right? So it's Australian people that speak English. I think in a lot of Hong Kong and like Asian cinema, that's why they always have like that sort of Aussie accent. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. That's something uh, that we could check back in on. Do your research. Yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. your do your research, listener. Yeah. yeah, email us. We're not, why are we doing this? We're not here to fucking spoon feed you. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's why, like, a lot of the white people in a um, Jackie Chan movie in that time were all Australian. It's like right there. You know what Thank I mean? you, Golden Harvest. We did learn that in a uh, recent five day rentals. So, yeah, we're doing our part. This is not from Golden Harvest, guys. Anyway, we got a uh, Chow Fat. I think he works for this club. As Mona dances, he's kind of like a security guard because he goes to the bathroom and tells a couple to stop fucking, which they're just dry humping, really. They weren't bugging anybody. Yeah, but I, I mean, 
They even gave but him I, money. I thought about this. I guess if you let one couple fuck, you got to let all couples fuck, right? Yeah. And that's sort of the problem. Like, But if you're charging money, I mean, why not, right? Yeah. You can make a little slice on the side. Doesn't he? Letting coked out cummels, like, come in and... What are you saying? Doesn't he tell him in the subtitles that uh, making love is sacred? <laughs> yeah, find a bed. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Oh, he's deeply religious. He does pray after... Well, we'll get there. He pay, He prays and he bites. So mm. he takes eat, pray, yeah. love pretty seriously. My fucking wife's been pissed off at me all week because I've just been biting her. Anyway, he tells him to stop fucking. We get a phone call from uh, Hong here. He says he's got his brother. Does he want him dead or alive? And he wants his ransom money. So we cut to Mr. Chow Fat taking off on his motorbike, looking like a fucking badass. Bandana, fucking driving gloves. What else? We got smoke. He's got a tattoo. He's got one tattoo, the tattoo we're all going to get. So he pulls up. We got uh, his brother here. Hong has his brother, Sam, rolled up in a window. Is it his real brother? Oh, it's his cousin. That's right. No. No. Judge is Sam's cousin. The bad guy is his cousin. Yeah, so is Chow Fat. I thought they no, were brothers. I think the brother thing I think the brother thing is like they just they say brother Sam as like as I got friends. your buddy. Yeah. Like they're in church. Oh yeah. no, because it's Yin Yin and Judge are also like cousins. The horny chick. That comes up later, I think. Okay. I guess Sam is just related to everyone. Sam is a character that just deserves a fucking Oscar for this film. Jesus. God damn. We go on a run. So anyway, he's got his head stuck in the car. He says, you know, he owes me all this cash. He took a loan from me. And uh, he says he ain't got the money. He says, oh, that's fine. Well, we'll chop your hand off. And he slaps him. And that just pisses Chow Fat off, bros. Like, you don't slap Sam around. So we get our first full-on fucking fights going on right now. We got some fucking Bruce Lee punches into the car. We got a whole bunch of fighting because it's a it's the best. Flick. It's the best fight in the movie. You think? I think, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because you get some... Uh, oh, we lost Kron. I'll just keep talking. So the he... He takes on, I think, two or three guys, and they end up getting some, like, Thai knives. Yeah, I was going to say. And they're coming at him, and that's when he pulls out his butterfly knife. And there's some cool... Imagery here. Yeah, where he's holding it off to the side, and it just matches up with a raindrop. So it's, like, dripping, which is pretty cool. And then after he gets some blood on it later, he cleans it off in the same spot. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I think it's the best fight of the movie. It's very, very sweet imagery there with the butterfly knife and everything. Mm-hmm. And he also does like the little like licks his thumb. Oh, he's licking his thumb through this whole goddamn movie, dude. Uh, he loses it. And then we get it back and we're like, oh, shit, he's back, baby. This motherfucker's back, y'all. So, so he kicks the fuck out of these guys. He doesn't 
kick the shit out of Hung, who is a, I guess, a loan shark all over Hong Kong is what we learn. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go from there. He gets Sam. He jumps on the bike. They ride off into the, uh, into the darkness, into the, um, the mist. Because every time he rides a motorcycle, there's automatically mist everywhere. Well, you got to have it. getting so wet. You got to have it, dude. You think? Every time I take my hog out, I wait till it's foggy as hell, dude. Well, you know. Every time I take my hog out, I get in trouble. <laughs> we'll Put find out next week for Kyle's that away. Marble Man and Harley Guy. Isn't that a movie? M- Marlboro Man? <laughs> Marlboro? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you called him. It's, I think it's Harley Davidson and the Marble Man, right? <laughs> I thought you With called Mickey him. Rourke the, and, uh, the Marble Don Johnson. Marble Man. <laughs> Marble? Yeah, Don Johnson. He got close enough. <laughs> Leave my Midwestern drawl alone, Kyle. Hand me a marble. He can say skull, though, can't you? Skull, baby. Skull. You got a log of skull. Too damn expensive now, though, dude. So, yeah, we go through that. Uh, they ride back. We go cut back to the bar. Uh, this guy, Chung, I believe his name is, gets a phone call that says that Hung's guys are on the way, that they need to get the fuck out of there, get Mona out of there. Uh, we get some dudes showing up with Uzis and shit, which I thought would be a sweet-ass scene, like a sweet-ass fight, but... Chow Fat and Mona and Chung and all them, they take off on their motorbikes. Of course, looking badass again. They to go out the back way, baby. Um, We get to a hideout, I guess, for Sam, uh, Chung, and Mona and Chow Fat here. And they're kind of going through uh, what's going on, why Sam owes this money to Hung. He said, uh, he, or Mona mentions that he just takes a loan from Hung to pay, I guess, something about his mom's burial, I guess. For uh, Chow Yun Fat's mom's funeral. Yeah. To get a, a proper burial, I guess that's what they say. Yeah. See, this is why I thought they were brothers. You paying for your buddy's mom's funeral? <laughs> I think so. All right. Maybe Sam's that just good I, of a guy. Man. Yeah, I think it's really meant to sort of hammer home like the the conflict that Chai Young Fat would have with Sam, like that he did this for him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but the, a little extra because I think on there. I think later he says like, "Thank you for honoring my mother or honoring my parents." Like, so the brother thing is very confusing. Yeah, but this but one, whenever he says like my cousin, why wouldn't it be our cousin? This thing leads to a lot of trouble. It's like, yeah, you paid for my mom's funeral, but at what cost? Yes, I have the same thought. (laughs) It does not justify what he does later. The two things he does later. So they're talking. Hung pretty much tells him at at the fight that you guys are dead. Like, I don't even give a shit about the money anymore. So they're like, well, we need the money to pay... Hung off, like you guys came up with any plans, a heist, like automatically. <laughs> and they're like, well, it's too dangerous. Like, we'll see. 
This is where Sam says he has a cousin that would let him in. Um, Chow Fat gets kind of pissed off here, and he's like, well, I'm going to go take a bath. <laughs> and then we get Mona that comes in. She bathes him like a woman should do her man. Wow. Right? Right, guys? Doesn't he just kind of like dump a bucket over his head? There's some soap involved. Yeah, I don't think they've got a shower head. I think it's... Well, it's, it's, it's not really a bath either. Oh, it's neither. He's. <laughs> it's a steamy room meant for sex that we never get to, to see. We see him bite her, though. Uh, teeth marks are better than a marriage certificate. Yeah. And she has a face of an angel and uh, legs like broomsticks. Because <laughs> he's, he's kicking her out. He's saying if we do a heist, it's too dangerous, right? Like, you yeah, got to go. He doesn't want her there. So go to Hong Kong and take my mom's ashes. And then you'll get to meet uh, their daughter-in-law to be yeah they're gonna get married uh mona pretty much she kind of convinces him to do the heist so after he gets all good and clean he goes up and's like let's pretty much let's do it get us the meeting or whatever actually he says have them come meet with us but then they end up going there so This is where we cut to the judge uh, and his hangout. They all walk in. We got a uh, madman and Yin. They're just boinking e- or dry humping each other on a uh, boxing ring over here. Mm-hmm. Out on the square circle. Uh, we got judge. He's getting his nails done by his uh, by his companion, who is a man. So we're taking it. He's a homosexual. Is that what we're maybe? Yeah. This is in that time frame of movies where that was just a way to really amplify how evil somebody was. And for the viewers at home, I said homosexual and Kyle just took off his He got a little shirt. sweaty. It's hot up here. It's getting hot. Getting hot. <laughs> Keep talking about this movie, dude. That's <laughs> <laughs> a sweaty movie. Getting get me all riled up. So um He's getting his nails done. Got our Chow Fat pretty much is like, yeah, we're not working with these dogs. That pisses Madman off, so he starts to fight with Chung. And they got a pretty decent little... Chung doesn't take any shit from Madman, man. man. It's pretty great. Mm-hmm. I could have watched that like another you know, 30 mm-hmm. minutes or so. So they're fucking kicking each other's ass, knocking over chairs, trying to hit each other with these chairs. And that's where we kind of get like a showdown here between Chow Fat and the judge. Uh, they both take a shot at the chair that they're trying to hit each other with, uh, Chung and Madman. So they kind of test each other out there. Um, and it makes Judge so mad that he did yeah, the same thing. How dare you do the same thing I did? Mm-hmm. I'm the best with the gun. Yeah. Uh, this is where we get the first, uh, his comment, judge's comment to Chow Fat that he has pretty eyes. Mm-hmm. So once that goes all down, they say, let's go talk some business, because I guess they decide that they're going to do the heist, I guess, even though Chow Fat said no. 
Well, we also got Yin that came over to him and asked, uh, how come your mouth stinks so bad? It's like, what? Well, isn't he even like, like you, you don't even know me? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He's like, I've never even like really met you, lady. I'm sorry. And then later on in the movie, Sam makes mention to how stinky Yoon's mouth is. Yep. Yeah. Like, so I guess that's an insult over there. So. A lot of stinky mouth people in this film. Uh, so I guess they take it back and talk business. We cut to the over judge. Brunch, apparently. Yeah, well, first we get to cut to Hung here, who tells the judge, uh, pretty much I'll give you... Three million, I think, to do this job, but you got to take out uh, Chow Fat as well and his gang, and then you'll get the money. And then we cut back to them going over the plan, which looks like a 12 year old drew those blueprints that they're rolling off on the table, which is just, hey, we're going to get in front of this ammo truck. You get behind it, and that's about it. <laughs> It's literally just like two lumps on each side of the paper connected by a line. It's like, that's a bridge right there. So they all team up and we, they kind of foreshadow into the plan, but then they kind of back out. Did it seem like they were trying to like show what was supposed to happen there? I kind of got that like, and then they kind of went back to the plan and, I was like, what the fuck are they doing here? I think they realized in editing how shitty the bridge drawing looked. So they're like, we should just cut to, like, let's do an insert of the bridge. And then this is where the, the laughter from What's-Her-Name just gets, like, too much. Oh, shit. We we also we cut to a scene where... Uh, where Chow Fat gets rid of uh, Mona at the airport where they're like making out super hardcore and we got like a ballad going on. Oh yeah. And I don't we... mind. I don't mind the PDA. It's just get the fuck out of the way. Like do it up against the wall. Like they're in the middle of everybody. I, I felt so bad for the monks that had to keep going around them and shit. It's like, so now we come to the heist gentlemen. Uh, I think we're used to some fancy action movie ammo trucks here, but this is literally just a Mitsubishi loading truck, regular truck. We're keeping the Mitsubishi streak alive, Kron, or uh, can you give us any clues, maybe? I don't think my movie will have a Mitsubishi in it. Way to go, bro. Way to go. Well, Is there any, it, is there any way to exit the him out? In this movie, does... Does ammo just, waiting room. just mean grenades? Okay. Well, they say ammo. It's either ammo or the goods. So every every <laughs> time they talk about ammo though, it's like it's literally explosives. And most grenades. of the time it's just grenades. Well, the boxes say US Army. They do. So Always. I just, just yeah, US US Army I think just means go boom. It could be. U.S. Army, the good shit. So everybody's teamed up here. We got uh, the judge and Sam. They're together. Uh, they kind of go into some talk about Sam's mom and how he went and seen him whenever he was in the mainland. The judge did. 
So to kind of build that cousin relationship, I guess. Is th- is this also the part where the judge, like, it's like him and Sam in a car together, and the judge says, "Look, I'm dressed sharp, and you look like a dirty beggar." But the yeah. Yeah, the judge has on like a like a black and white pinstripe suit with a neon green lining and like a a frilly purple shirt. I think all his shirts are frilly. He looks, if somebody said, imagine a Bangkok pimp, it would be the, it'd be a judge. Well, but also, uh, yeah. A gay pimp. Also, that guy, Sam, well, is wearing like literally like khakis, a white shirt, and a Hawaiian button up. <laughs> it's like stuff that people still wear now. Yeah. Dude, he looked like super old, like at the beginning of the film. Sam did. Did anyone like notice? Oh, like he, the guy goes through uh, several different emotional and physical changes throughout the movie. But I agree with you; he looks super old. And then he's kind of like younger. Yeah. yeah. So wh- yeah, while those two are in one car, the judge said, "We're gonna put Chung and Madman in a car, mm-hmm. who we who? know ha- can't stand each other." Yeah. And then we'll put. Yin and Chiang Fat in the other car, which, yeah, there's a lot to dissect in that whole sequence. Uh, maybe, yeah, she, maybe you'd do that, though, if, like, I mean, if your crew got teamed up with another crew, it'd be like, let's match up everybody so, like, you guys can't drive away with the money or the ammo in this scenario. <laughs> Yeah. So they don't fuck each other. Yeah. And Chang and Fat even does sort of go like, nah, fuck that. I'll be with Chung. Mm-hmm. But they don't even come back and say like, no, like you're a new team. Like you, your logic is sound. But at the same time, you're just inviting a failed job to happen. Yeah. You know, by them. Because the dudes literally get out of their cart to start fighting. And then the one chick just starts, well, yeah, you'll get to it. Yeah, we got a yin here with, with chow fat, and and she just starts jerking herself off. Uh, she says, we've been in this car for a long time. Can you come and see if there's a hole in my panties? <laughs> and chow fat kind of looks over, and he's like, I can see it's foaming from the sides. What does that mean? And she just starts fucking rabid. Yeah, just laughing. She thought that was hilarious, mm-hmm. which it wasn't bad. It seems like there's uh, an issue going on there. So she starts jerking off, and she's like, "I'm almost there." And then that's about the time they they all stop the the ammo truck here. Well, don't she, forget, she like grabs his crotch. Oh yeah, and, and she's starts, like, and he's like, "Is it big enough?" Like, I like this part because it shows how cool he is. Because she's like, let me have it. And he's like, is it big enough for you? She's like, not yet. And he's like, no, this is as big as I get. Like, I'm rock hard. It's ready to explode. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to come. <laughs> like, I like how cool he's like, nope. Yeah, I'm going to come. Get get out of here. <laughs> and she asks, when's the last time you touched a girl? And he's like, today. <laughs> I'm like, okay, whatever. Chow fat, you didn't have sex with the girl that was washing you because you wanted to wait till marriage. He bit her. Oh shit, that's true. 
Bro, the chicks you want to marry, those are the chicks you don't bang and you bite. But when you're like out of town on an ammo job, anything goes. That's pound I'm not biting anybody, but I'm banging. <laughs> yeah. So they they stop the ammo truck. They all get out. Uh, we got we got Yin here. She pulls her drunk lady thing. Uh, some guys in a car is like, get the fuck out of the way, bitch. So she just throws a grenade into their car and blows it up. A piece of ammo, a- if you will. Yeah. An ammo into a car and blows it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody just jumps out and starts shooting random civilians and just anybody who stopped with this thing, just blowing the fuck out of them. Including our heroes. Yeah. Yeah. This, well, this is when Godfrey should have yelled, thank you for paying for my mom's funeral. <laughs> as he mowed down civilians on a bridge. Full Contact was not a very successful movie in Hong Kong. Because Shocking. apparently they didn't like the fact that Chow Young, Chow Young Fat was a bad guy in the film. But he's kind of like an anti-hero. T- so I guess that's that's oh, why they're sure, but you're telling me this thing didn't go over gangbusters. I mean, I didn't get any box office information, guys. So everybody jumps out of this car. They start fucking this ammo truck up. They pretty much kill everybody there. Some people are trying to shoot back. I think they're just bystanders. Does everybody carry a gun in Hong Kong? They could have been, were they, because there were guys in the back of the truck, right? Yeah, I think, well, I think that who starts shooting whenever he's trying to shoot uh, Chow Fat there. So this is where the bamboozle happens. We get Madman who kicks fucking Chung out of the car before he gets into the ammo truck and he just drives off with the ammo, Madman does. So leaving Chung on the ground. And then all the others get into their cars, Judge and Yin, and they take off. Actually, well, Yin gets in with Madman and the ammo truck. Uh, so naturally, we get a car chase that goes down here. And uh, Chung gets in with Chow Fat. They start to take off. They pull up next to Sam and the judge here, and the judge just point Blake shoot Chung right in the fucking face, man. Yep. Uh, Chow Fat can't believe this shit. Uh, he keeps telling them that uh, your death will not be in vain. They go down the streets doing a real sweet... I don't know how they did not shoot each other whenever they were side by side just firing fucking pistols at each other. Mm-hmm. It was like point blank, like... Boom, 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 boom. I'm like, this should be the end of the movie. They should both be dead. You can't really bang modern cars like you could back in the day, man. Yeah. It's also kind of hard to drive and shoot at the same time. I don't I think if I pulled up on one of you guys, the windows are rolled down too. Like, I think I would at least hit you in like the shoulder. Well, I could just... And also... Break we were shown that these guys are so good they could shoot like the leg off of a moving chair. 
Exactly. Thank you, Bones. Yeah, it's inconsistent accuracy. Um, Chow Fat, of course, flips his car because there's a random <laughs> lift truck that has its. He makes a great. He has like a great reaction to it too. Like oh, no. before he, he's like. <gasps> and then the judge just rams right into him. I don't know if that was an accident. Maybe it kind of looked like it. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that was supposed to happen. Uh, we got the judge. He gets out here. He comes to check to make sure that uh, that old Chow Fat's dead, but he's gone. Sam is sees Chung. He's not happy about that. Starts crying and shit. All of a sudden, we get Chow Fat jumping up from the top of the car, and we get a pretty sweet one-on-one fight between them, her, him and Judge. I liked how he kicked his leg like a few times to like knock him down. I thought that was this was a pretty sweet fight. So these two are going back and forth. Uh, Judge pulls out his famous knife from the last heist and tries to stab Chow Fat, but he grabs it. And so naturally, Judge just rips it up and cuts off uh, Chow Fat's fingers here, which I thought was a pretty sweet looking scene. Yeah. Kron, did you cut off any fingers for this episode? Uh, well, I tra- I practiced on my toes. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you trimmed your fingernails while you were watching it. Yeah. But I cut them real close. Yeah. You can do that in the living room? I'm not allowed to do that in the living room. Yeah, I got to go outside. I just do it wherever I want, dude. Man. I'm not taking my shoes off at your house. I just do it in the tub. (laughs) (laughs) For a soak. For nice Mm -hmm. and soft. Get, Get those nails real soft. Yeah, man. It's like. Cuts like fucking butter. So this fight is going on between these two. And apparently it is in a civilian's front yard. And she is not very fucking happy about it. So she fires a shotgun, says, hey, take your fight somewhere else. Shit reminded me of my dad. <laughs> so, well, we had, co- so we had a neighbor uh, that had these wild fucking dogs that they let run free and then a few houses down we had this other neighbor who had some pit bulls that were they were fenced up so loose dogs would go rile up the pit bulls all the time and these and like the respective owners fucking hated each other so one day pit bull owner walks across our yard to get to the other guy and like we run inside and my dad and I get my dad. I'm like, it's happening. Like they're going to start like he's, he's going to start some shit. And the neighbor with the dogs that would run around, he's like a former PTSD fucking special forces guy. So he comes out with a Glock shit, and like meets the guy on our front yard. And my dad opens the door and he's like, do that shit elsewhere. <laughs> like Like, I don't just do your own seal. Just go, go away. Like, go Go away. Go to the street. Yeah. Did they go? No. Fucking, they, (laughs) yeah, it turned into a whole fucking ordeal. Like, I think, okay, here's the other thing. We had ordered pizza because I remember eating pizza while my parents had to give a statement to the sheriff, (laughs) like, in our living room. 
and they're like, well, obviously he pulled a gun, so we're going to have to arrest him. And I was like, this is fucking crazy. You guys are ruining pizza night. So it must have been like a Friday or Saturday. I thought it was more of like a dinner and a show kind of thing. Oh, man. <laughs> like you're eating I'm, your slice. You're watching the neighbors mm. almost kill each like, other. Go to the basement. Go to the basement. My sister's like crying and shit. I was like, nothing's going to happen. It's like a... But, it's like a I just remember my dad opening the door like... Do it elsewhere. Get out of here. Go. <laughs> I, I picture Shoot you yourself. There. I don't care. Just I, go. I picture you out there with a pizza in your hand like, oh, these pussies aren't going to do a thing. <laughs> Come on. Do something. <laughs> yeah. It's like a uh, Midwest medieval times. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking Missouri. All right. So this... Ladies, like, get the fuck off my property, pretty much. Uh, this is about the time we get uh, Yin and Mad Men pulling through with the ammo truck, and they just shoot the fuck out of these civilians that is like, hey, get the fuck out of my lawn. Uh, we get Chow Fat. He runs into the house to duck for cover. They just straight up kill the woman that sh- did the fire uh, or did the shotgun. Um... Next, they come in and with Sam, and they tell him, like, hey, man, you're going to have to go fucking kill this guy, like, if you're with us. So Sam rolls in, and he tells Chowfat that he's got to pretty much sell him out, like, that he wasn't involved. Well, he, well Chowfat's like, hey, man. Why, why did you sell me out? And he's like, I wasn't involved in that. And he's like, but why is all this happening? And he's like, look, I got to, it's either me or you. And so he shoots him in the fucking shoulder, I guess. And then he empties the clip. He comes back out all distressed and all that. And then the judge takes Madman's machine gun and shoots the giant barrels of of gasoline or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. I think it was their cooking gas, but all I thought was like, are they gas no, orders? That was the second one. The oh, that's second what one's the up. cooking gas. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it feels like they live kind of like way out somewhere. Yeah. So they just got like reserves of gasoline. Yeah. So they, yeah he, it takes like a five minute car chase to get to their house. Yeah. Yeah. They get from, off the from interstate city. and everything. So yeah, it, he, blo- he blows it up. When you think about it, it's more fucked up that Sam just shot him in the, sh- the shoulder and then didn't kill him. Just He just left him to be burned alive. We yeah. didn't want to kill his bud. Yeah, but I... He didn't w- know that, that I would, the judge was going to do that. Nah. Well, maybe he thought that when once the house blew up, like, fuck, I should have actually shot him in the head. <laughs> I feel bad now. So at this part... This day just keeps getting worse and worse for me. (laughs) That didn't make the cut, but the film, the judge says, referring back to you have pretty eyes, he says you need to go in there and kill Chow Fat and bring me one of his eyes. But I guess that never made it into the story. Because you can see he has a bloody hand... Whenever Sam walks out of the the house there before the judge blows it up. So that never made it. 
Maybe they were so, like, oh, sh- well, we've already got his fingers off. Like, how much can you take from this guy? <laughs> yeah. He needs a souvenir. He didn't get the fingers. So Sam comes out. The judge blows his fucking place up. Uh, the fire starts to go to their cooking gas. There's a girl in there that I guess is the daughter of the mom that they killed. Uh, this goes up in flint. There's a dog in there that we cut to like eight times. Uh, she immediately gets burned, but Chow Fat's able to save her and get into a boat. He also saves the dog and he speeds down a canal, I guess. Did the dog, was the dog just hiding in the boat? Because when he gets like, he, he's down the, he's down a bit, like in the boat, is, and then the dog in pops. A box. Yeah. So yeah, I get, that's what I got from my second viewing. I was like, ah, eh, maybe the dog ran in there. I guess that's what you're trying to say here. Those boats are so badass, man. Yeah, I would like to see an action, like, scene with those. Uh, well... Yeah, somewhat. Man with the golden gun. Mm-hmm. Roger Moore cruises on one. And then a little, like, 10-year-old Thai kid tries to sell him a wooden elephant, and he's, he has to karate chop him out of the boat. <laughs> or uh, Speed 2. That's What? That's basically all boats. It's a cruise ship. That's a pretty big-ass boat, though. That's still a boat. No, it's a what? ship, bud. What's it's, the best boats? What's the best boat? scene it's closer than speed one end of face off it's been years since i've seen that best boat scene jaws 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 <laughs> josh quantum of, quantum of solace if you could see it a little bit more he's got a he takes off in a boat in that yeah they're in the beginning yeah that was not bad uh, write in viewers or listeners. What is this? Yeah, I'll keep thinking. Hashtag my favorite boat. Five day rentals. All right, next we get a uh, we get some flashbacks. We get pretty much just Chow Fat healing up himself. He gets uh, his two fake fingers from a random monk. Yeah, uh, they just got fake fingers at the Buddhist monastery, and they're white as hell. Yeah. He's giving the dog a bath. We also see that Mona... He dunks that fucking dog. <laughs> yeah, he just throws her right he in. he rinses that dog off, he... Yeah. Fully underwater. So we also find out Mona, she's reading the newspaper. It's talking about the heist and how two of the guys died. So she thinks that uh, Chow Fat is dead here. She also gets into a relationship with Sam is what we come to learn i guess they get married that's crazy that a uh, a heist in bangkok makes the hong kong news yeah especially the like big ass bold front page paper so yeah we got uh he starts to try to shoot his gun again after he gets his new fingers here uh i think my more- favorite boat scene is when Willy wonka takes those kids down the river that's a pretty good boat scene. Yeah, that's not bad at all. And there's like all that crazy shit popping up all over the walls or whatever. Well, yeah. Kron, we might be lucky enough that my next category category category, category. 
might be boats next week. Striking distance. You ever see that? No. Bruce Will Bruce Willis is a boat cop. Deep rising. Oh man, I wish it was just Bruce Will <laughs> Bruce Willis is a boat. <laughs> I mean, if you if we're gonna do a boat category, I've been trying to get us to do a whole uh series on Thunder in Paradise. That's Patreon. Which uh, is Hogan and a badass night rider boat. So Oh yeah, brother. Is it a speedboat? Yeah, brother. Yeah, it's like a stealth boat. Mm, wish it was like a tugboat. <laughs> oh, I'm so bloated, brother. <laughs> yeah. Brother. Oh. Just, I'm just I'm just brother. a tugboat captain. Caesar choppy today, brother. Uh next up we got a uh, Kyle's. Sure I'll tow you in, but let me bang your wife. <laughs> Say racist shit, brother. I'm still uh, huge, brother. I see she's got barnacles all over her, brother. I'm immortal, brother. It's foaming on the sides, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so next up, we get a uh, Kron, his favorite scene here, which I'm going to let him him take here. Uh, we got just a judge just sucking on a hot dog. <laughs> My only note was that's not how you eat a hot dog. I really thought that you would go into to Bones's family history of of hot dogs here. Well, I think I think this is too. It's not the right context. This is too showy of a hot dog eating for Bones's family. Yeah, they were all business. Okay, this is like a real. He, he's playing it up. Yeah, he's enjoying this. <laughs> he, he really is. Hot dogs are not for pleasure. And it's like they're it's like a split hot dog down the middle. Hot dogs are for sustenance, <laughs> not for enjoyment. So we got hung here. He's talking to some guy about ammo again, the goods, grenades. He's saying that my shit's cheaper than the judges. We get Mad Men and uh, Yin. They come in. Start fucking people up again. Same old, same old song and dance with these two. So uh, we also got Sam that's coming in. This is where we're gonna find out that Sam has become a fucking badass, y'all. All black, mm-hmm. you know. Just so they go after this guy that I guess is the competition for the judge because apparently his ammo is, you know, not as good as the judges. Hung here says making a good deal is like taking a good shit. There's nothing in the way. And that's all we really get from there. Just, I mean, that's a life lesson you learned from five day rentals. Isn't there, I don't know if the analogy works. Like the shit is in the way of having an evacuated bowel. The shit is the problem. Maybe he means like you're still at home and you do, it's not in public. So, you know, you don't have to work your way through like a mall to go take a shit. There's nothing in the way. Like, hey, man, get out of my way. I got to take a shit, bro. Well, maybe this guy shits his pants a lot. Well, he probably did with all the way that Madman starts blasting the floor. Right. Madman is 
either terrible with the machine gun or really good with the machine gun. I'm not sure yet. So we go through, we don't really need this fucking scene. I don't know why we have it. They pretty much just kill the, Sam kills the fucking guy. That's what it comes down to that. He's a badass and he can use a gun. He's with the judge now. So there's like a part in here too. At one point where they like kick a guy over a rail and then he like lands on a rail below. Yeah, solid, solid fall there. That stunt, yeah. like it hurt. This stunt looked painful as shit, dude. That guy just mm-hmm. he dropped like a like a half floor, on, like stomach first onto a metal pole. Well, later our hero drops a full four stories Ch- and survives. So this guy Chaff- should complain Chaffman about. Should be dead. I guess I just mean the stunt actually looked like it hurt. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> when that guy bounces off that rail, it's like... There's no cutaway. Like, it's in... Yeah. The camera moves to follow him. Yeah. Yeah. They really just chucked that guy over, and we're like, we'll we'll try to get it in one, but I hope you got two in the tank. So we go through that thing. Like I said, we get Sam. He's a badass here. He shoots the guy. Whatever. We cut to Mona swimming. Uh, we got Sam and... Uh, what was his name? Josh? Josh? No. Jason. Who I don't even know who that was. Was he like a bodyguard? Because that's, the that, that's the guy that uh, Chow Fat knocks out in the chair. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they're playing like chess or some shit. Uh, She's swimming underwater. She kind of looks up and sees Chow Fat kind of standing there, but but she comes up and, of course, she's not there. Uh, We get Sam. He goes out there. I don't the lights go out. Or she gets out of the water. She comes in to take a shower with her bathing suit on, which is, I think that's just a Hong Kong thing. They don't show nudity. Just washing that salt off. They show a shoulder, though. Yeah, she kind of takes off. She pops her. She was titillating. (laughs) And that was a foamy, foamy shampoo. Oh, look. Very nice. Look at that dame's shoulders. Whoa. So she's taking a shower. The lights go out. Chow Fat comes and finally shows his face to Sam, who's like, oh, shit, you're still alive. He kind of points a gun at him and says this is now you'll know what it's like for a friend to shoot you uh we hear we cut back to mona we hear some gunshots and then we see sam kind of laying on the side of the pool uh he's still alive he didn't kill him he pretty much did the same thing sam did to him uh we got mona comes back to sam she's like what the hell happened he said i seen godfrey who's chow fat our jeff I seen him. I seen him. God damn it. I seen this motherfucker. He's back. Um, World is not enough. There you go. Beginning of World is not enough. That's a badass boat scene. (laughs) That's that that boat that they built that was so powerful they realized that it would go underwater. So they incorporated like a whole part in the scene where he takes the boat underneath and upside down and he does like a he corrects his tie while he's underwater 
Sorry, I was still thinking about boat action scenes. Titanic. Yeah, number one. Poseidon Adventure. Ghost yeah. Ship. Ghost Ship. My heart will go on, brother. <laughs> if only Hogan was there to tow that boat in. We get another cut of Mona dancing here, uh, but it's really just Sam thinking that she's dancing with Chow Fat. This, and then he wakes up. This it's sea, terrible. This sea is foaming up like the foam around Yin's panties. <laughs> foaming from both sides, brother. Uh, we get a call. Uh, Chow Fat calls Sam and says, hey, meet up with me. Uh, we get Sam and Chow Fat in a tunnel. Chow Fat's on his motorcycle. There's a Nazi sign behind him for some reason. Where did he get the? Where did he get bike? the gun and the the bike back and all? Like, where did he get his place? Because he was at like some like bungalow that was halfway into the river, and then now all of a sudden he's in like an apartment building. So we we never go into any of that. Do you think that's a a Hitler swastika or a Buddha swastika? Yeah. You got to be mindful of that, Dan. I don't know. I just seen a swastika. Yeah. Second viewing, I didn't even notice it the first time. I was like, yeah. it, it is like a Buddhist symbol, though, right? Yeah, it, I think it, they it stole first. it from yeah. India or some shit. Depends on which way it goes, right? Yeah, I guess. Not- if it's sideways, I think if it goes up and down, it's Nazi shit. Uh, I think there's like a, well, I think the Buddhists have like a right facing and a left facing. Yeah, something. I, I don't know if it was tilted though. Anyway, oh, he's okay. like, "Oh, what's the Edward Norton movie, Leaves of Grass or whatever?" American History X. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, like Leaves of Grass. Like, it, there's a part where somebody's like pretending to vandalize a building, and they go to paint a swastika, and they paint, they do it the wrong way. And that was the joke. Like, obviously, these guys aren't actual real Nazis because they did the swastika backwards. World is not enough. Good boat scene. (laughs) (laughs) So they meet up in this tunnel. Sam pretty much says, yo, I'll do whatever you want to help you out. Uh, He's like, well, I'll call you. Basically, I'll call you when I need you. And. He's like, well, yes, if you're, are you going to kill me? He's like, well, you wouldn't be standing here if I wanted to kill you. And he just takes off. Uh, we go back to Sam and Mona's place. They kind of discuss. She's kind of asking what was what went on with uh, Chow Fat. She asked did, if she asked about him. Did you hear the, the three-second clip? Because Sam's watching TV. Did you hear the three-second clip of Huey Lewis's Power of Love? Oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like the first time I watched, I was like, "What? That sounds like." And I backed it up, and I was like, "Sure enough." Like, it's the power. was it just yeah. like don't need enough? <laughs> it was like the dun 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 dun, and he changes the channel. So, so he really wanted. I could it hum in it there. if you want. Don't need a credit card. <laughs> it was probably a credit card commercial for Hong Kong. So, uh, uh, they both get pissed off here because Chow Young Fat's back and uh, Sam's kicking some magazines around. Uh, 
that's all you really need from that scene. Uh, we go back to Chow Fat's place. He's thinking about Mona. He's kind of getting his guns ready. Ready. We got another ballad here. We got Mona swimming. We got more dog shit. But actually, he wakes up and the dog did shit on the floor. Uh-huh. Uh, he's got a life lesson here about how a dog's life is way better than a man's life. Um, when you're hungry, you bark. When you're full, you shit. Yeah. This is where we get uh, Sam and Godfrey's or Godfrey's meet up at the uh, his mother's burial site or his parents, I guess. And he thanks Sam for getting it all set up, I guess. And then he takes Sam to where he has hung tied up. So all this really is is Chow Fat got hung. He tied him up. And uh, he, he basically makes Hung admit to Sam that Hung set him up at the heist. And that uh, pretty much proves that Sam didn't have anything to do with it as well on, uh, on Chow Fat's side. And uh, then he prays. Well, no. Sam shoots the shit out of uh, Hung in the face. His head is pretty intact for being shot nine times, I think. That's what I said, too. I was like, I don't think there would be a lot left. So Sam shoots him. Uh, Chow Fat goes over there and prays real quick. He says that uh, Mona wants to talk to him. He says, I'm here for business. And that uh, Sam also admits that he's ready to sell the judge out. And I'm ready to PP for a PP break. Cool. All this boat talk. Yeah, you know. get to the goods here uh welcome back from uh your pp break hopefully you got some beers or some water or you know maybe you took a shit that wasn't blocked or Uh, nothing in the way nope maybe nobody was in your way to shit or no pants in the way preventing you from shitting or maybe you went up to the attic and got your sweet butterfly knives out because you're like oh fuck yeah i got those still Oh, hey, Kyle here. Uh, hope you got to play with your butterfly knives while you were shitting. Over and out. What? You, you shouldn't be playing with a butterfly knife when you're taking a shit, dude. Why not? You could hit the, penis. the artery or the penis. <laughs> you could deflate those balls, baby. Look, if I'm setting right here. I'm all up here, dude. Well, Kyle's got all those appling piercings that would probably... Yeah, that's true. You know, it kind of reinforces it. He's got all that protection. Probably just start a hole for another one. (laughs) We know you don't got much left, so be careful. I have so much space left, dude. Uh, We're going to have to... We're going to have to see this. Do a live stream. 
You see, we cut back to Mona and Sam. You guys see dancing. You see what I'm showing you? There's easily there's no, no penis. Nine, nine in inches box. left. <laughs> I don't think you want that problem. Because I've already used the other four inches right here. For what? For the apple wings. Mm. It looks like it's foaming from both sides. Oh, yeah, dude. They puff up. Oh, that's infected. Oh, they puff up real good. Oh, I think you should go to a doctor. This, this reminds me. Okay, so Yoon, right? She is sort of the reason that they developed vibrators in the 19th century, right? What? Like when women would get fucking hysteria. Oh, yeah. You know, like they basically developed the vibrator to give women orgasms because they were so fucking crazy yeah like i wonder if that ever made its way over because she seems to have a legit mental problem that (laughs) needs to be treated with drugs and or a vibrator but that's all Um, i was thinking like madman ain't giving it to her man yeah do you think it was just like if you went to the doctor feeling shitty they would give you an orgasm and be like do you feel better you're like well yeah i guess kind of do i would actually i would hope any sort of decent psychologist like if you went and talked to him and they were like well they're like what was the last time you fucked like go get a prostitute isn't there a whole green day song about that basket case dookie well i'm feeling like a dog and i hate (laughs) I said that I had Dookie. <laughs> I just took a Dookie. <laughs> and uh, that's when I had my, this is when I had my Discman player. I'm sh- we're showing our goddamn age here. But um, so I was at the dinner table and like my mom was cooking like, and I was just sitting there waiting, you know, whatever. So I was like, yeah, I'm feeling like a dog in hate. I'm bored us for the summer heat. And she's like, what did you just say? And I'm like, feeling like a dog in heat. <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck it meant. <laughs> and she's like, what are you listening to? And I was like, Green Day. And she's like, let me have that CD. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I lost Green Day. But I lost I just... uh, Kid Rock, Devil Without a Cause. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing my homework and my dad came in and there's like a song about him with bitches in a hot tub or something. And he was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. I think I lost, I lost corn. I lost the first corn too. Cause they came in like right when it was like, faggot. <laughs> I was like, they're like, what the, what is this? I'm like, that's what it's, the song's called. It's awesome. And they're like, nope. <laughs> like, give us that shit. I'm like, okay. I would just go take it whenever they left the house and listen to it anyway. But anyway, that's a whole nother fucking podcast. Music our parents stole. Yeah. I think I had Eminem taken away. Really? Yeah. I was just getting ready to tell you, say what was funny about that is I got in my dad's truck a few years ago and he had like three Eminem CDs. <laughs> I was like, what yeah, is my, this? My parents he's like, have I was just, devil he's without like, a cause. Yeah. 
He's like, he's he's a good rapper, man. I like the beats. <laughs> you should have taken him I was like, from him. Have you listened to White America, you fucking veteran? You should have been like, nope. Just <laughs> threw it out the window. Which which uh uh-uh. uh-uh. which three did he Get, have? Give it up. He had one, uh, two, and three. Eminem show. The Marshall Mathers. Yeah, LP. he didn't have. Well, no, he he didn't go back that far. He needed Marshall Mathers LP and the Slim Shady. Encore. Nah, maybe even, Encore. I think I ended late. up buying him. Or maybe he had the Eight Mile soundtrack. Because, uh, because I think that's what got him into Eminem was that uh, Lose Yourself. And then he knew fucking without me. Nah, 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 nah. Like if you do that around my dad, he'll be like. <laughs> Like, like, who the fuck are you? This is weird. You should have taken those CDs right away from him, dude. Uh-uh. 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 <laughs> yeah. Welcome Eminem, back. Eminem show and encore he had. You, Welcome back to Five Day Rentals, guys. Do you think it was better for you in the long run that they took your Kid Rock CD away? Probably. <laughs> yeah, mostly. I met that guy. You yeah, you Kid partied Rock. with him on a tour bus, didn't you? Yeah, I should have killed him while I had the chance in 1998. Was the little was was the no, little he guy wasn't, with them? He wasn't allowed to travel overseas because of his condition. Oh, was it, this was in Germany? Yeah, I asked. I don't know if Where, I don't know if, your little guy. I don't know if him being a little person is what you should refer to as his condition, Dan. No, I think he what they have like heart condition yeah, that give something. them an issue with being in that high altitude. It's like why pregnant women sometimes can't travel or yeah, I got your back, there. Dan. Try not to get us canceled over I always, person thing. I always remember uh, this the band that opened up for them was called Blind Guardian and they showed up in this old ass fucking Volkswagen van and on the front of it it said Armageddon dildos <laughs> I just thought that was the funniest fucking thing and I was like why like what Armageddon dildos I think that's what we should name this podcast do you think we could start a like a a band that merges two sounds and we can call it Sound Guardian? You're not cool. funny, Kyle. They got Knife Boy. And um White Filled Up Moon. Mm-hmm. And you're just you're only we just discussed the ages. And brand that we new were. box. How are you not in the same realm as respecting Soundgarden? I don't know, dude. I just I do I get it. Did I it, get it. It didn't permeate me. Yeah. I probably heard it and it just washed over me. I am with the Foo Fighters. Like, yes, there you are. But you've not sunk in. Unlike Kid Rock and Ba Wada Ba. <laughs> All right, God damn it! Can I, we finish up this goddamn movie? I could tell you more lyrics to Ba Wada Ba than I could Soundgarden. <laughs> All right, well, go for it, please. Ba with the ba, the bang, the bang, diggy, diggy. Diggy says the boogie, says up, chuck the boogie. And? Ba with this the is ba. for the questions that don't have any answers. The midnight glancers and the topless dancers. 
Something Freaks. The G's with the 40s. And the and chicks Jeeps, with beepers. And Jeeps with beepers, yeah. Wait, is it chicks with Southern, beepers or Jeeps with beepers? Or Jeep, Jeeps with speakers, right? Oh. Chicks with beepers is one too, though. Yeah. All you bastards at the IRS. <laughs> Northern Lights and the Southern Comfort. But it don't even matter if the things are punctured. All the crackheads, the critics. The cynics. All you, all my heroes, heroes at, at the, the methadone, methadone clinics. <laughs> then all, all you, you bastards, bastards at the, the IRS. IRS. The crooked cops and the cluttered desks. All right, the shots of Jack. <laughs> Half pints of love. the hookers all hanging out in Hollywood and all the... G's of the world, world misunderstood. misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, oh, Kid Rock. Ain't it's all in fun. Now get in the pit and try to love someone. And that's when now. Kyle comes in. <laughs> Five Day Reynolds does not support anything Kid Rock does. Don't need a credit card. (laughs) We cut to a club with Sam and Mona dancing. Ian and Mad Men are fighting about sexual complications. Uh, Mad Men tells a lady that just comes up that she's pretty, what does he say, pretty bursty now? Or pretty filled out? Yeah. She's pretty bursty. He goes with her to the bathroom. It just seems like maybe he's into a like a little bit of a bigger lady. Yeah, he's a big guy. Like I don't know if the I don't know if the problem is his lack of sex drive. Well, I mean he's with Yin, who's Yeah, just... but she's she's complaining about not getting any. I think he can only go as far as dry humping. I think that by law, that's what they're only allowed to do. In the Hong Kong uh, cinema world. All right. So, yeah, we do all that. Um, Mona's here, and so is uh, Godfrey. Uh, Yin is pretty drunk, so Sam takes her to get her out of there after her fight with the, the madman. Mona doesn't really seem the type to be down for hanging out with them. No, she doesn't. You know? Yeah, like, she doesn't really belong to that gang. Uh, there was a part in this movie, I was looking through my notes, and we were past it, so I'm going to jump back to it. But there's, like, a part where Sam and Godfrey are talking in front of, like, a... I guess it's, like, where the mom is buried. Mm-hmm. But there's a part where... Godfrey has like a huge thing of like paper on fire and he just, just drops it just like it sets it down on the ground yeah. <laughs> and then like as the scene goes on like you can see the flames kind of like getting higher and off. higher yeah and they just walk yeah. away I think it's a part of the ritual I that's what I, I, think I thought it's burning too. something yeah I thought it was probably some kind of Buddhist ritual but he has like I mean it looks like if you took Tin a CBS pa- receipt. Tin newspapers and crumpled them together. It's massive. Yeah. So we got Godfrey. He shows up to this club. Uh, he ends up running into Mona. 
So they kind of go back and forth of like, why didn't you tell me you were still alive? And I thought you were dead. And he's like, I'm pretty much here for business. Like, leave me alone. I don't think he wants his wife back in this movie. Yeah, he kind of goes back and forth, I think. Uh, So they kind of get into it. Uh, we cut to Sam and Yin driving home. Uh, this is where Sam pretty much has sex with her and gets the information about the goods, the ammo. Where is it at? Where is the judge hiding it? Uh, this is where it also turns to like two minutes of English subtitles. If you watch the version we did. English language. English dubbed. Yeah. English dub. Yeah. So they bone each other. Um, they kind of have a conversation about money and all this shit. But it, Sam pretty much plays in for where the ammo is, where the judge is hiding it. So we cut to Sam and Godfrey dressed up because they're going into the ice cube factory, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently, the judge is hiding all the ammo inside ice blocks. So they take the elevator up. Uh, uh, Godfrey tells Sam, don't use your gun unless you absolutely have to. They kind of just walk up on these goons that are watching the facility, I guess. And they start. he starts kicking the shit out of them. We've got some good action here, though. Uh, he kicks the table out from under one of the dudes. I like how he moved his head for the other guy to hit him in, and I thought that was pretty good. Uh, we got a butterfly knife again come out and right through one dude's hand. What do you even do with these giant blocks of ice? You cube them and sell them. You think they're selling them in cube form? Well, they're not selling them that big. Maybe they're like packing them around fish or something. Yeah, maybe they can do that too. Yeah, but I think also when they're that big, they can transport. Mm-hmm. Like if they make them big enough, you know, back in the day, they used to make the big blocks and then they would take them to a place. And yeah. if they were large enough, they wouldn't, you know, they'd kind of create their own ecosystem, you know what I mean, where they wouldn't melt as fast. Mm-hmm. In 92, I don't know what you'd be doing because <laughs> I'm imagining fish fishing markets would have like, the cubed are they like little chipped ice mm-hmm. but or just be refrigerated yeah now if this was two years ago i would say oh this is like hipster artisan ice <laughs> you know what i mean that somebody we we sell an ice block for 90 dollars each <laughs> yeah you know So we get the fight that goes down. Sam ended up shooting one of the dudes in the f- in the head. This, of course, gets the attention of all the other goons. So they start to come in. We get a shootout that happens. We got some fire extinguishers that Godfrey throws and starts exploding. Uh, they pretty much clear everybody out. One guy says, or he asks one guy where the the ammo is. He said it's in the shipyard, on the boat. Uh, this is where we get uh, the jump from from Godfrey that's like 20 stories high. Mm-hmm. And, even, and even Sam says, oh, too high. So they it, go through all that. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> he would have died. Like, that's what I was like. He would have broke his it's, back. It's the start of, okay, it's a little ridiculous. 
I mean, it's pretty out. The end is even worse, but. So we get why, on the boat sorry, here. Sorry, why didn't he just slide down? Because he throws one guy off on the chain. Mm-hmm. Like he could have just slid down the chain. Yeah. And I would have believed that, but. But he's a badass. To, yeah. Maybe he was strengthening up those legs in that Buddhist monastery for years. Probably. In between we... dunking that dog in the water, he was doing a <laughs> shit ton of squats. Mm-hmm. The dog does get bigger through the film, though, I noticed. So they did they did good, good on that, I guess. He's eating good. Mm-hmm. So we get on the boat here. We uncover some tarps, and of course it's U.S. Army ammo, which we've already went over. I guess it's just grenades, I guess. It's just boxes of grenades. And they take the boat, and uh, Sam's pretty happy. Like, oh, yeah, we we did this. I knew we could do great things together. I'm glad that we finally got here, blah, blah, blah. We cut to uh, Chow Fat here showing up at the bar where the judge is. Uh, He gets some drinks. Uh, Judge goes over and talks to him. He also punches the mad, mad man. Madman gets punched here by uh, Godfrey. We get the judge saying, uh, you got great eyes again. They talk. They say, uh, judge says he's going to split the money with them because he pretty much knows that he has his ammo now. Are the goods? Grenades. Grenades. Um, Godfrey uh, pretty much tells the judge that Sam was involved. So... We can't trust Sam. Godfrey leaves. Judge says he wants Sam. Uh, Godfrey then calls Sam and says, hey, man, I just fucking sold your ass out. And he's like, why would you do that? And he's like, well, you need to leave, bitch. Uh, We cut to some scenes of Sam packing his shit up. We got Mona dancing again, of course. Uh, We got Judge at the club where Mona is. Sam drives off. Not really sure where he goes. Sam runs into Madman wherever he went, and he's like, "The judge wants to see you." So, Madman. Previously Mad on Madman. Yeah, he said it. I think every time. Madman. So then Don Draper to- shows up. He's got a real attitude. He's got some whiskey with him. I think the the previously on Madmans were like the best. One minute segments. Oh, uh, the only thing better was the the next time. Yeah, next like time. the next episode of Mad Men. Yeah, they would pull the most obscure. <laughs> it would just be like scene. a shot of it, Don Draper holding a glass of whiskey, being like, "You think so?" <laughs> and then it would like, yeah, and, and yeah, Roger going, "I don't know what to do with that." <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> and then be the other guy. Our company is not supposed to do this. Yeah. <laughs> not good, Bob. Just just a super cut of everyone saying what from the next episode. And then what's his name? Well, I don't know what Don's going to say. That has to be the number one show that I watched that to this day, I'm like, I don't what? get it. Like, I get it, but. Why was it so I, I had to watch it? Yeah. 
Yeah. I just always try to, I try to sell Francis all the time on like, we should rewatch Mad Men. Rach got into it there for a while. She was like, oh, it's just like, I don't know what it is. This is just John Hamm. I think, yeah, I think Sam eventually petered out after a few seasons. I mean, I, the same thing with me. I had to actually go back and seek out the last two seasons because I stopped watching it, you know, via DVR. Mm-hmm. Um, but you still went back. I was like, "Oh, I got to finish this." Like, nothing. It's it's sort of it's like the Seinfeld of dramas. Like nothing happens. Yeah, no, not really. Everything looks so good, though. <laughs> oh yeah, the music. You, the like, music's it, great. I love the like, way it looks. It just calms you down. You really got to feel it rather to know what it is. Christopher Nolan said that. So, um... (laughs) (laughs) No one should care what I'm even saying. (laughs) This episode is off the rails. So we got... We got Madman. He brings fucking Sam back to the club. Sam pretty much gets his ass kicked. We get another showdown here between uh, Godfrey and uh, the judge. And eat your fucking heart out, the Matrix, because Full Contact did it first. Am I wrong? Wait, uh, sorry, we blew over the part where he's watching his, he washes his bike with street water? (laughs) That's not later, that's later on. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, you're you're still in the club. Sorry, I thought, yeah, I'm in the club. I I'm with you got the, ahead. To I'm the with end. the I got excited. CGI. I thought we were at the end. <laughs> so we got bullets colliding. We got bullets going through a dude's head. We got bullets going through a whole bunch of glass. So and they didn't look they didn't look terrible. I didn't think no, but it doesn't fit in the movie. Nah, not really. It kind of is out of nowhere. Uh, so they go back and forth shooting at each other. Uh, eventually Godfrey, he gets a yin and I guess Madman's pissed off and the judge pretty much lets him go. If he'll let yin go, they leave. This is also where judge decides to kill yin for selling him out. Cause she, this is where he find or the judge finds out that yin gave the information to Sam about the ammo. Um, we cut back to Godfrey and Sam, uh, just pretty much hashing out all the bad laundry that went in between them. This is in, uh, Godfrey's car. They go back and forth about all their issues. Uh, we got judge here cutting to judge on a boat. He slaps around madman who his character went through kind of another phase as well here. He's all kind of depressed about yin because that was pretty much his girl. Uh, Yin tells him he got to have guts. Uh, we got Godfrey back at his place. He's got Sam all healed up. Got him all strapped in there with his bullet hole in his leg. We got Mona there. She's all like, I don't know what to do. She breaks up with Sam. They go downstairs. They're kind of arguing him and her and Godfrey. Uh, she's caught between two lovers, guys, you know. It happens. 
Her, uh, she her husband and the man who betrayed her husband. <laughs> well, they're both her husbands. Classic love triangle. So she kisses uh, Godfrey, and uh, then she leaves. And that's the last time we see Mona. I think that was a Jerry Springer episode. Mm-hmm. I-, I thought my ex-husband was dead. <laughs> sure. And now he's back for revenge. <laughs> Would, wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, and he like rides in on a motorcycle and shit. That would be awesome. And he, he can't point at Sam because he's missing the index finger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's got a fake one. Yeah. From from a monk. He's doing the no holds barred, the weird rip ripper. Wasn't it something? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, you got to. Oh, yeah. Like ha- the... It's halfway out. Rip them. Um, all right, we got uh, we got the the judge. He takes the call from Godfrey here, and they pretty much plan to meet up to fight. And ending the conversation, Godfrey says, "Well, wash your butt and wait for me." I mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, goes up back up to Sam. And pretty much says, "Take care of my dog. I'm going to fight uh, the judge." Then we cut to Godfrey washing his bike with <laughs> rainwater from the ground. Uh, Judge Guides pulls up. Madman gets out. Uh, he's like, we got the money right here. They kind of go back and forth shooting. Uh, he rides off on his bike, which looks pretty fucking cool when he's riding around just blasting everybody. Uh he runs over Madman. He shoots him in the head. Takes the briefcase. This is where Judge comes out from the flames. Don't know where he was. He said he was busy, but there he is. Um, they kind of shoot back and forth each other. Uh, the Judge takes out his other hand. He hits him there. Then uh, Godfrey he takes through out it. Yeah. Yeah. Godfrey takes out a remote control because the Judge asked where my ammo is. And he says it's right here and just blows up a line of cars. 15 cars he had lined up. Yeah, it was like 12 cars. Uh, as the judge is looking at the explosion, uh, Godfrey gets his gun back, kicks it back up to his hand and shoots, uh, shoots the judge. Uh, but the judge also shoots back and hits Godfrey like straight in the heart. In the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when Godfrey decides to pull the goto trusty dusty uh, butterfly knife uh, he says you're not really going to take me out with a knife uh, so he shoots <laughs> reflects the bullet off of the butterfly knife and then throws it with some super speed right through the judge's hand and then flips his gun back up again and shoots him I think it's in the head. Did you shoot him in the head? Or in the neck? Head or the he throat. Shoots him in the neck. Yeah, he shoots throat. him. And says... Uh, go jack go off Matt, in hell. Go jack off in hell. And we kind of go black screen here. Then we come back up. Godfrey gets the briefcase, gets on his motorcycle, and rides off into the darkness. End credits. Why'd they put real money in the briefcase? It was American money. If you're planning to kill him, mm-hmm. give him an empty briefcase. 
I was surprised it was real when it, they, he opened it. I was like, oh, shit, the money's actually there. Put a brick in the briefcase. What's it matter? <laughs> so that was Full Contact, 1992, directed by Ringo Lamb. Final thoughts, gentlemen? It's no John Woo movie. (laughs) How many John Woo movies have we actually seen? I've seen at least two. I've seen seen two of his foreign language movies, which I guess is what I mean when I say this is no John Woo movie. Yeah. Well, you got Hard Boiled and... The Killer. 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 Also got Face Off. Face off. It's English. Impossible 2. Hard target. Oh, uh, that one about the vampires, the hunger, where he put all the doves up there in the bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's okay. Did he do hard target? What? He said hard target? Yeah. The Van Dam. I think that was his first. Ringo did a Van Dam. Maximum Ma- Maximum risk With Natasha risk. What's her name He did a few God damn I hope we cover Hard target on this podcast uh, Final thoughts This felt like A movie you would watch At 11am On a lazy Saturday As you Laid on the couch That's a pretty good assessment Balance. Yeah, I think it was it was pretty fun. It was a this was the first time in a while where the second viewing I got real bored real quick. I was like, I don't really need to watch this again. Like I kind of got it. So I didn't. I think this was the the smallest amount of note taking that I've had so far and maybe the subtitles sort of affect that but i got six pages well is that a lot of pausing yeah it took me a long time to get through just plot yeah and then i watched it today just straight through with nothing i think i, I think it's pretty good yeah. mid-level it's an entertaining action film I thought the special effects were good, except for the CGI at the end, which looks pretty bad. But like the early, the car chase was good. The shootout on the bridge looked fine. It's got good little set pieces along the way. It's got good action, good fighting. I would just be so pissed if I was the action choreographer for this movie and then hearing the sound mix. Like you, you fucked it up. Like it, it's crazy how, how much that can affect the movie. Yeah, they probably, I don't know. They probably thought it was just going to be a Hong Kong release. Probably. Yeah. Was it? Who knows? (laughs) I mean, did we watch a Hong Kong movie for this? Like, was this ever brought over? Eventually. It was more popular in UK and United States than it was in Hong Kong. Okay. Well, it's because it didn't have any crossbows. That's how they can show it in the UK. 
There was again hmm. on this one, the British Film Association like made them cut twenty five minutes and wouldn't let them have certain things in there, but it wasn't super interesting. So, I mean, a lot of the stuff with Yin, like in the car, is really pretty graphic. Like her rubbing and like just straight up for ninety two, yeah. I said, released July 23rd, 1992 in Hong Kong. Uh, and we pretty much covered all the facts here. Uh, the, the original Chinese title means Honorable Thief. So I guess Full Contact, yeah, that's a terrible title, I think. Uh, Ringo Lamb, he died in 2018. He also did City on Fire, and that was what uh, Tarantino pretty much reworked for Reservoir Dogs. So, that was a 1987 film. But that's where Tarantino pretty much got the idea for Reservoir Dogs. Ah, uh, and that's about it for research. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Are we ready for Write My Letterbox? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll go first. This is pretty difficult. Uh, I'm going to give Dan a 2.5, Kyle a 2. I say Dan 3, Bones 2. I am going Kron. I got you at a two when I got Bones at a two as well. I, I'm a l- little bit higher than what you both gave me. I'm a 2.5. So I think some of the uh, action scenes are pretty great. I do have a like I said, I'll go on about it. The sound mix really is kind of annoying for such a well-made movie and so so many other aspects. It really is kind of jarring, but it's a pretty good straightforward action revenge flick. So I would go 2.5 as well. Uh I don't know, it's like I thought the first 30 minutes of this were pretty entertaining. And then it just kind of drags you along for the rest of it. It kind of loses steam for me. It's like it would kind of bring me back for the set pieces, but at the same time, I don't know. There's just not enough going on here to keep it, you know, running on track like it should be. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm going with a 2.5, gentlemen. It does uh, come to kind of a halt there. The first 35 minutes of this film is fucking great. Like, you're like, oh, shit. Like, if this keeps up, it's going to be awesome. But, yeah, it just, I don't know. Like I said, it's not bad. I think it, I think every, I think it's a well-rounded film, but I don't know. 
Yeah, I just needed a little bit more. Give me more of that action, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, 2.5 from me. All right, that would put this movie at number 11 on the list. It would be right between Convoy and Deep Rising. Oh, man. You pissed, Bones? I mean, I'm not that pissed. I think that that or Deep Rising is substantially better, but... That's all right. This would is be... this the first one that we've all ranked the same number? Or the same rating? I think so. Except for if you want to count Monster Dog, which we all gave a one to. Okay. I'll count Monster Dog. It's It still lives in my heart. I mean, you will probably remember Monster Dog longer than you'll remember Full Contact. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's got to count for something. Well, thanks for picking it, Dan. I'm glad somebody broke off the foreign film Band-Aid. Yeah, there's a lot of hype going into it from what I was reading and what I saw and... I was like, all right, but eh. user uh, for letterbox rating is a 3.7. Pretty high. It's too high. Yeah. It's too high. <laughs> and I was like, eh, this, I was like, I don't know. This is, I watched it the first time and I was like, that's a solid 2.5. And I was like, well, I'll watch it again and see if I miss something, but I don't think I did. I legit felt weird about giving it the same rating that I gave Army of the Dead, but I thought, like Kyle said, like you both said, it sort of peters out mm-hmm. after a while, and I was like, it's in, too much into in the all story. actuality. I was like, just as far as excitement level, it's, it's such middle of the road. So can't all be winners here on five day. Reynolds. Most of them haven't been. No. Fred Cron say the other day, this that is a shit su- ass movies are our bread and butter. This is a suicide mission. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Is it time? Well, to there call you it? go, folks. That was full contact from 1992, directed by Ringo Lamb full contact go check it out you can get it on fandor through amazon uh remind me tomorrow to cancel my seven day free subscription guys yeah i need Mm -hmm. to cancel mine as well but uh we're gonna call it there uh we got kron's pick coming up here for the after shower show uh check us out that was our second pick for our revenge category Bones did uh, Savage Streets last week, so check that out. Love you guys. Crash and burn. Crash and burn.
feel free to connect with Five Day Rentals on Letterbox HQ. You can also send us an email at Five Day Rentals Podcast at gmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Five Day Rooms After Shower Show. Uh, tonight we got Cron Howard taking the throne here and is going to give us our next pick, our third pick for the revenge category. Uh, we've been waiting all week for this. He's had three weeks to get ready for this, by the way. Three weeks, folks. So, Cron, it's yours. Take it away. Oh, no further ado. All right. When I thought about Revenge, I originally came up with four movies. Was Rolling Thunder one of them? No. Okay. That is a good movie, though. You should watch Rolling Thunder. I almost picked it, but I was like, this might be a little too too drama-filled for this podcast. So I got it down from four to two, and I was torn between these all week I was going back and forth in my head should I go with my heart and make the listener happy make Dan happy should I pick a film that's going to give him what he wants which is people smoking cigars kids playing pool revenge then I thought maybe I shouldn't maybe Maybe that's one I need to save in my back pocket. So I decided to go with my head selection, which was there's one director whose films I have personally been going through, and I've kind of knocked off a lot of the big ones. And a lot of them have been movies that I loved, and I've kind of got one early film from him left and I think we're going to do it for this. So we're going to be watching from 1974 by the one and only Brian De Palma, Phantom of the Paradise. I did come across this in research. It's a blind spot for me. All right. This movie's described as a rock opera hybrid. Uh, from some of the research I did, a lot of people basically said this was the Rocky Horror Picture Show before the Rocky Horror Picture Show. So, we're going to find out. Currently available to watch anywhere? 
think we're going to have to pay to watch this one, boys. Okay. I tried to find it. Um, oh, you can stream it on AMC Plus if you have that subscription. I do not. Uh, is that a subscription? AMC, I mean, it says it's under subs. You can add it as a prime video channel. This might be on like Showtime or something or some other premium thing I don't have access to. I mean, Letterbox is telling me Amazon to rent and iTunes to rent. Yeah. <clears throat> Ooh. I'm game. You have to be. Yep. Oh, sorry. You can't well, just I'll not do it, I'll show do it. up. Yes, sir. Goddamn right. Kron's in charge now. We're on I'll his watch, fucking I'll, boat. I'll, I'll watch a rock opera. Guys, this movie does star... Um, oh, shit. What's his name? I think he's like a... Like a... Oh, shit. I don't remember. Never mind. Cut that. We're just going to watch whatever <laughs> whatever we get. It's got Paul oh, Williams. Yeah. yeah, Paul. That's who I was trying to think of. Yeah. That's the only name so far I, I uh, recognize. What we got here? We got a 92 minute runtime. Apparently, this thing kind of sweet spot upon release languished in obscurity. Except I did read that this played for like 20 weeks straight in Canada. (laughs) They loved it up there. So I wonder if that's a good thing or if there's something slightly off about it. (laughs) I think it'll be a little bit of both. Badass. So there you guys go. We'll be watching Phantom of the Paradise. I really thought we'd be doing Pinocchio's Revenge this week, guys. But it was the second contender, Dan. <laughs> and just for uh just for the record, I didn't want that to happen. Well, you're only delaying the inevitable. <laughs> We did get an email the other day from some guy that runs some like podcast thing and he's like sent us a f- the 10 best tips for people starting their podcasts. So, let's put oh, this So that's some that's something Thanks. from the people that's posting like it's hosting from, the thing. It's Pod probably Bean. from Podbean, yeah. I think. That's what I was thinking as well. Let's put this dude on blast, dude. Let's name him by name. Let's, yeah, reply back with 10 tips on how to go fuck yourself. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, the email he reads, I clicked on the link to read it, and uh, it pretty much says he's talking to Joe Rogan without saying that he's talking to Joe Rogan and his advice that he gave him. 
He said the most popular podcaster, the most successful podcaster in the world. I'm like, well, obviously he's talking about Joe Rogan. Or 5J Reynolds podcast. Yeah, no way. But all it came down to was consistency. That's what we have to have. If you have 100 episodes, you're bound to be a, a successful podcast. I was like, so that's it? We just just got to do 100 episodes? I'm What's pretty it? sure that that's what I was pushing in the beginning. When I was like on a schedule, discipline, consistency. Well, and you guys went like this. Let's put it to the test. If we get to 100 and we still suck. Yeah. We'll I'll this. beat this guy's ass. Yeah, we'll know this guy's full of shit. Ten ways I'm going to beat your ass. Maybe we'll have him on for our 100th episode. True or false, Chris Cornell did the uh, theme for a Bond movie. He did. That is true. You know which one? Uh, was it the one after Jack Black and Alicia Keys or before? Never say before. die. Before Casino Royale. Casino Royale. Never yes. say die. Is that the Goonies <laughs> yeah. uh, Bond crossover? Hey, mesh up. I got it before Dan did, and I was just throwing <laughs> random shit out there. I was correct. It's, it's funny the because there's you basically mixed like live and let die, no time to die, and never say never again. So <laughs> yeah, never say die is probably a really good Bond title. How you guys? Dan, you're just mad I got Casino Royale before you did. Just by blindly guessing. Now you're wondering how you can get a hold of the vinyl of Jack White, Alicia Keys' fucking Bond theme, because you didn't know that existed. Did you purposely say Jack Black earlier as a joke, or did you... Did I? Yeah, you said Jack Black and Alicia Keys. (laughs) That would have have a way better theme song than than Jack White and Alicia Keys. (laughs) God, these fucking producers don't know what they're doing. Come on, let me tell you about a man named James Bond. (laughs) He's got a really fucking sweet gun. <laughs> and he likes to do his hair. Uh, I don't have the vinyl of that, but I do have the Radiohead one for Spectre or whatever. Such a better song. Ah, no wonder I've never watched that film. I have that vinyl. Such a better. You know, I've not, I still yet to hear the Billie Eilish no time to yeah. die song like i always skip it like if it pops up i change it i'm, I'm like the, i gotta i got a rule i gotta watch it guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I gotta see it on the movie like screen <laughs> i can't believe you can name a fucking billy eilish song but not a goddamn Soundgarden song the billy eilish song is everywhere dude I've never fucking heard a... I can't name a fucking Billie Eilish song. It's that one. Bad guy. It's, it's I'm the bad guy. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You'd know it if you heard it. Yeah, you'd know it. <laughs> it's catchy as hell. Here, I'll hum it for you. You know that ditty? 
Duh. All right, y'all. Join us next week for uh, Kron's pick of Phantom of the Paradise for our third and final film in the revenge category. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. Crash and burn. Go jack off in hell. Uh, Wash your butt and wait for me. (laughs) 